the fourth episode of No Need to Scroll. Today, I am so lucky to have on with me. I'm Nyla. Hey. What do you do here at UNL? Um, I'm an animal science major with a companion animal option, and I'm on the equestrian team, and I don't really do anything else. You're also my roommate. Oh, yeah. One of them. The most important thing, yeah. Yeah, the most important one, at least. So that's all that matters. Thanks. Um, So today I want to start hitting the ground running with an update on last week. So, well, two weeks ago. Um, We were talking about how on Twitter, like, the Beehive, Beyonce stands, and Swifties were, like, going off on each other um, because, like, the tours were competing and everything, you know, and the, like, films were coming out. Well, Beyonce showed up to the Eras Torm film, film premiere, which is supposed to be like a big thing because Beyonce doesn't go to like Beyonce okay. goes nowhere. Um, but she went. Um, and yeah, so one Twitter user said, let's be clear. Beyonce doesn't go to anybody's anything. They probably have a strong relationship than we will ever know. And then Taylor said on Insta, I'm so glad I'll never know what my life would have been like without Beyonce's influence. The way she's taught me and every artist out here to break rules and defy industry norms, her generosity of spirit, her resilience and versatility. She's been a guiding light throughout my career, and the fact that she showed up tonight was like an actual fairy tale. And that was from Taylor? Yeah, she said that on Instagram. That's crazy, because they're both like huge icons. Like, I, They're both like pretty big names. Oh, they're like the names. Oh God, can I cuss on here? I'll bleep it. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're good. Um, no, it's like actually nuts, because... Well, and I, I question what degree of it would have happened already and what degree of it was happening because there was these little online feuds. But um, still, it's kind of insane because everyone online was making a fuss out of nothing. And then they were like, fine, we'll clean up your mess for you. I know, but like, isn't that, well, not necessarily because it's kind of annoying, but like, isn't that what social media is meant to do? It's like, you know, blow things up. Yeah. Know? It's controversial, but, like, be I feel like they probably did that just to be like, actually, guys, we're totally fine with each other. Probably. Like, like, it, like you guys can chill. We're, like, supporting each other. Like, shut Well, I do think they're, like, decent casual friends, at least, just because, like, history and stuff, you can tell. But to the same point, I would bet this was a bit of a PR move on each of their standpoints to be like, yeah. we are okay with each other. People need to know that we are okay with each other so they can shut up. Yeah. And they won't, but, hey. Um, majority of them will maybe literally (laughs) fingers crossed uh somebody else on twitter said this photo just single-handedly ended two fandoms twitter careers like what are they going to tweet about now (laughs) it's like what do you do after that (laughs) messy messy oh okay the new choice of on album have you listened no i quite live under rock i like heard of like some of his past songs Mm -hmm. but i'm not gonna lie he kind of fell off the edge of the earth for me yeah. Why well, did I think he did for a lot of people. After like Blue Neighborhood, people were like, yeah, Troy. I, like forgot he existed. But then these singles came out swinging. Um Rush Oh god. Rush, um obviously one of your girls and 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 I love all three of these songs and I listen to all of them so much. Why am I blanking on it? I'll come back to it later. Anyway, <laughs> um these three singles all did really well and had like really fleshed out music videos that got really popular. Um so I think the album had decent expectations, and it's so far doing really well. I personally loved it. Um, no, I feel like I have to listen to them. I mean, I think it's pretty decent. I'm curious as to how I, it I did. I still listen to them, though, just because now that I know. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wonder how it did critically. Um, maybe let's do Metacritic. Yeah, because 
I something to give each other is the name of the album, and it's I don't know. I feel like it's just like really good, like chill kind of pop. Some of it's more party, but a lot of it's more like I don't know. How do I say like chill vibey? <laughs> I know what you mean, but I love the party music, like the music from like 2016. Like that is my pipe music. Anything made after that is like I'm, I have to really, really like it to be able to listen to it. No, I feel that. Metacritic gave it an 83, which I think is decent for them, but I still think it should have done better. Yeah, like, a lot of these actual publications are giving it better. Whatever. I think it was a really good album, so I don't really care. I was happy about it. Also, did you see the clips on TikTok of um, the music video where Troy is in full drag? Looks great, by the way. And then um, Ross Lynch is shirtless. <laughs> I've seen the Ross Lynch one, but I've not. <laughs> I think the, my TikTok is just focused on Ross Lynch. And not and, Troy. <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty good. Look at her. Oh yeah. Oh, she looks good. Brand new bit. Brand new B. <laughs> Brand new B. Brand new B. <laughs> and that's right. Um, yeah, I just okay, cause so for that song, um, the premise of one of your girls, that song that had Ross Lynch and everything, um, it's very much about like in the gay community, there's like kind of a shared experience of like questioning or at least claiming they're straight guys um being kind of like curious and wanting to interact with gay dudes but not necessarily being so public about it or anything you know like dl all that kind of stuff so then it creates this kind of dynamic of okay well i guess i'll just be there on your beck and call whenever you want you know oh lord like it it gets really depressing really fast oh, yeah but I don't know. It's just, it's really good. I'm looking up the lyrics. Um, sounds relatable. No, it, it. Which is really a bad thing, but it's really, it, that sounds relatable. It can be relatable experience for a lot of people on a lot of different things. It doesn't yeah. need to be. Yeah, it doesn't need to be like vicarious centered. Yeah. Well, and it's also kind of the idea of like this, this really beautiful, like trademark all American guy who everybody wants a piece of. And suddenly the second that he kind of is interested in you, you can't actually really get much out of that because he only kind of wants you when he wants you for what he wants you for, you know? So I think they use, Troy uses Ross Lynch as this like example of this guy that so many people are like absolutely thirsting after, which hi, Me mm -hmm, included. true, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. why not? Yep. <laughs> but I don't know, I like, I really, I really like the way that he, phrases this all and pictures it all because like he's getting into drag in a way to say like fine I'll be whatever you want me to I don't care I'll do what I have to because god bad. you're pretty yeah mm -hmm. literally yeah everybody loves you baby you should trademark your face laying down the block just to be around you but I'm first in place like you know it's I wish I was worse in place. <laughs> the chorus. Give me a call if you ever get lonely. I'll be like one of your girls or your homies. Say what you want and I'll keep it a secret. You get the key to my heart and I need it. Give me a call if you ever get desperate. I'll be like one of your girls. That's the first thing I'm going to listen to as soon as I leave because now I want now I want to hear the rest of it. It's so good. Also, the album art for um something to give each other. There we go. Got it back. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. I got the vinyl and might I just say Whoa. Oh, wow. <laughs> if, like, I let's show the audience. <laughs> it's, I don't know, it's just so good. He looks so happy, and so, 
inside of a man's legs, which, you know, hey, that would also make me happy. So I understand. It reminds me of like, oh my God, what's it called? The, what's those photo shoots called where you're like half nude? Uh, boudoirs. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's like. Boudoir? Yeah, that word. Sorry. Man. <laughs> I'm illiterate. Boudoir. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what I'm going to call it now. Boudoir. And. Boudoir. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. Booty R. That, Booty that R. is making me cackle. No. Um, <laughs> I want to do one of those. But like when I get older, you know. <laughs> Maybe yeah. <not> now. <laughs> well, and you could do it tastefully now. Yeah. For my photo class, I have to take a bunch of um, like pictures that could like accompany album covers. Um, so a lot of those are crazy with album covers. Yeah. Hey. If you want some shots of you looking like a Beyonce cover, let me know. <laughs> Not your vibe? I, I have to feel it first. Okay. <laughs> like I'm Beyonce first. Okay. Well, maybe I'll do... Hey, I think I want to do a, one, like, one of the Midnight's covers. So like oh. a moody photo of like you laid down on a carpet. like <laughs> mm-hmm. Dramatic and everything as if I'm in like a music video. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. What? Okay. I want to literally go through this track list now. I don't even care. Something to give each other matters so much to me. And I don't know why. But it's just so fun. A lot of it's <laughs> kind of depressing, but like, okay, because Mans was in like a a pretty long relationship and a pretty great one at the time. Troy. And yeah. Okay. okay. And then um, it ended, and he was in like real big heartbreak from one of the songs. My assumption was that he got cheated on, but I don't know that for sure. But what he was saying was like, this was such a really big heartbreak for him that he thought he would end up writing all of these like heartbreak songs. And then he did a lot of, like, solo exploring, you know, like, nightclubbing, just having fun in all these countries while he's, like, touring and performing and everything because, hi, he's still a musical artist. Yeah. Um, And it became more of an album about, like, getting to discover yourself a little bit more and have all these experiences while still reeling from that. Which I think is how it should be. Like, yes, you could have your moment to cry, Mm -hmm. sob, grieve, get over it, but then... You ha- now you have to rewire your whole brain into thinking, okay, now I'm with me. Now we need to focus on me rather than focusing on someone else. So I feel like that's how it should be. Absolutely. I feel like that's an accurate representation. No, it feels like a very healthy way to yeah. live through something. Um, yeah, because the track starts with Rush, which was like the first single off of this album. Um, like very much dance pop, higher energy, good vibes. Yeah, like when your girls take you out, mm-hmm. you just got broken up with. So Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's the time where you are is next? Um, same kind of vibe, but it's very, it's a little bit more longing, but it's still dance pop. But, you know, instead the theme of the song is like trying to reconnect to somebody who's you know, not where you are because he's off probably touring in goddamn Asia or something. And then his boyfriend's back in, I don't know if his boyfriend's Australian or not. His boyfriend's (laughs) back in a country. Yeah. um, And he's like, "Mm, I miss you. I miss you so much. Okay. Then there's one of your girls. We hit that. But Mm -hmm. uh, it's more depressing, but it's still kind of like a chill pop vibe. Yeah. In My Room is so fun. It features an artist I've never heard of that I can't even pronounce the name of. It's... Who? Guitarica de la Fuente. Oh, yeah. That, Couldn't no tell clue. you who that is. No clue. But there's like an entire verse in Spanish. And love. It's such a fun I love song. love Spanish songs, even though I don't know what they're saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, In My Room is such a fun song. Um, I think it's a little bit sexually charged. But hey, isn't the That's entire okay. album? What? That's okay. We exactly. That. Um, I'm trying to even... Okay, well, I can't say that word. Troy, 
<laughs> Maybe it's just admiration, copulation, or adoration. No defense, effatuation. Dang. That's a lot of sexual. Oh, I said another bad word. <laughs> Damn. Like, I just, it's such a fun song. It's such a fun song. Um, Then we hit Still Got It. Oh my God, Still Got It hurts, but it's good. All of these songs are so good. I love the songs that hurt and like hit your soul. <laughs> Those are the ones that I scream in my car. Mm -hmm. Still Got It Um, kind of plays off of two different like phrases of um, I've still got it bad for you. Um, and then you've still got it. Like you've still got the thing that makes you so like attractive and everything. Yeah. Um, it literally starts with like organ chords. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it feels very like, oh, I'm stripped. I'm raw. I'm sad. I'm, you know, <laughs> like I'm just here. <laughs> Down in the dumps. Yeah. But it's so good. Um, it feels very Conan Gray in the opening line. Um, it feels jigsaw. Cut my hair into a bowl after you told me that you liked it that way. Um, wish I didn't care at all, but now I'm in the mirror with scissors in hand. I saw you at a party, said hello like an old colleague. Talked about the summer when we didn't know each other. Ugh. Yeah, it was bound to happen, I suppose, but blank me, now I really know. Yeah, I know. I still got it bad for you. Damn straight. I feel like this... The way you, like, introduced it to me as I'm going through something like this, I'm like, it hurts. It hurts. We will be listening to this from now on. It's, okay. Troye Sivan does in this album what is, like, my favorite thing in music, where you can present really depressing themes, but still make it chill music that I can listen to yeah. and not overthink it. Every song doesn't need to go, because, trust me, I love some dramatic production, but... This album doesn't have a whole lot of really obnoxious, we're starting off slow and then we're going up and then the chorus is really loud and then we have a big climax and then we're back down. Like, I loved Guts by Olivia Rodrigo, but I feel like yeah. every single song mm -hmm. does that same thing where you have, and it's like, do we need to be doing all that, that every song? Vibe. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like Troye Sivan makes a lower key album while still making it have all the beats it needs to hit. I don't know. It's really beautiful. Um, oh my god, track six, Can't Go Back Baby, I have had on loop every single day. I'm very curious as to how often I've been listening to that. Like, it has to be up there right now, but... Is it like like a vocal? Like, is there a lot of vocals? Um, Or is it more of just like a slow-talking type? It's very that. Okay. It's very that. It's um, more production-led. The kind of driving force throughout the song is like these eerie backing vocals um, saying can't go back baby in like this pitched up tone. Um, yeah, I wish I could, but I can't go back to the days of when I thought I knew you. This is the song that makes me think he was cheated on. Mm. Um, I'm reading through this entire verse, I don't care. This is me you're talking about, your only friend. Put your love into the ground on my big weekend while I was singing songs about you on the TV screen. Don't know how he left the hotel, I wasn't there to see. Oh, so yeah. I think it's oh, like, damn. while he was off like, Touring. yeah, and singing this music that he wrote about his lover, yeah, he was getting cheated on. Um, the pre chorus, which opens so beautifully with these like really angelic piano tones that are so depressing but so beautiful. In the morning, your hands around my waist, just us two. In the evening, on my mouth, could you still taste him? And it's like, oh, yikes, yeah, it's just. Verse two, I wish you weren't dead to me so much to miss in you. More than just my enemy, you were my lover too. And I hope you forgive yourself because I swear I do. And it breaks my heart to say I can't wait to live without you. 
Ooh, like her. Kind of like a little get back. In the morning, yeah, I wake up with the sun across my face. In the evening, yeah, I lay with so much love to take your place. Paralleling the other pre-chorus where he was with him, and now he's like, well, it's just me, but I still have all the love in me ready for somebody new because you did me dirty. Like, I'm going to cry. It's such a pretty song. It's just a sad song, but it's just a pretty song. Also, I don't feel like any of these songs overstay their welcome. Um, I love long music. Trust me. I listen to Ethel Kane and Ethel Kane's got some good, like eight minute songs out there that drag. It's crazy. And that's the vibe. I know it's, it's insane. Um, but most of these songs stay at a good, like mid two to like mid three. And that's like a really good moment for, yeah. yeah, For like some indie pop kind of vibes. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not going to hit the rest of the songs, but they're all really good. Got me started is an incredible pop out or pop song. Um, Silly is really fun and uses really interesting uh, production techniques. Um, a lot of like fun, almost like hyper pop esque noises in there, so that's fun. Okay. Honey is so upbeat, which is really good at the end of an album where you've had a couple yeah. songs that like hit your heart bad. Yeah. Um, it's all about like fun, new love, all that kind of stuff. And then how to stay with you, I think, kind of closes off the album more realistically with like what it's about. Um, Cut my garden down. I've got no flowers, but it's the thought that counts. Never seen that lyric before, but that's adorable. <laughs> um, yeah. Dang, these these lyrics are adorable. I'm a little bit blanked on this. I'm a little bit out of time to spend with you. Baby, turn around. Give me one more kiss. I'm a little bit lost on how to stay with you. Oh, just a little goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. It's the idea of, like, I know this is coming to a close, but it doesn't mean I want it to. Yeah. Me with the album. <laughs> it's so good. That's yeah. I will yeah. definitely be listening to this. It came out the thirteenth, so it's not even been two weeks since it's been out. But I just I really like it, and it's been doing really well, which excites me because, like, we kind of grew up in the era of like the Troy Sivans and the Conan Grays. Yeah, where they started on YouTube. Like, oh, I didn't even think about that. I, like, I. You forget. Yeah. It's easy to forget. These were like teenagers in their bedrooms with a camcorder. Like that that's what they yeah. did. And then they were like, I don't know. I want to pursue music. This is a passion for me. And boom, it happened that for them. That reminds me of Billie Eilish and how she used to record in her room with like her brother or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The way that her and Phineas have always been like a duo together is actually so cool. Love that. Because he got the production side, she got the singing side. Mm-hmm. Which, to be fair, they can both do both things. They they're both really great writers. They're both pretty good at everything. Yeah. Phineas was in Glee, but <laughs> oh really? <laughs> he was one of the um what are they called the Warblers? Just, I barely watched Glee. Um, you know the school of all the guys that Darren Chris was from or that um Blaine was from. No? Okay. Nope. Not ringing okay. any bells. Well, <laughs> Phineas was in Glee. <laughs> um, not a big character, but he was a character. Okay. Wait. He wasn't one of the Warblers. Sorry. Ross Lynch's brother was one of the Warblers. Oh, okay, okay. I know who that is, though. But okay. Phineas was in Glee. He was some, like, stoner dude. Oh. Limp. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Enough of Glee. Um, have you heard about Britney Spears releasing her new memoir? Um... I didn't until the other day when you showed me that picture of Addison Ray <laughs> reading Britney's memoir. It's so I was funny. Like, she has a memoir? <laughs> Britney just released a memoir the other day. Okay, per. This is so delicious. The last thing wow. I heard about Britney was that obviously she was free from like her manipulative. Conservatorship? Yeah. Like yeah. Manipulative father and all that. Messy. And I was like, okay, well, that's the last thing I heard about Britney. Yeah, but well, I'm she... guessing her memoir is just like, oh. 
this is me getting out and all the things I went through and then now, yeah. Drama. Drama. I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Her memoir is called The Woman in Me. It came out the 24th, so literally two days ago as of filming. Um, Right? You're good. (laughs) Um, So there's been like a lot of controversy online for everything she said in it, um, especially the stuff that involves Justin Timberlake. Because they were together, I want to say, did I, how long were they together? How long? Oh my God, wait, what? Justin, Tim, you didn't know about their relationship? (laughs) No. Oh, they were like a pretty famous relationship back in the day. They were like the it couple. Because remember um, the denim looks? Okay, so they're, yeah. Yes, this. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Um, So, I mean, for anyone that somehow doesn't know, they had like a really famous like, denim look from you know back in the day but yeah they were like the it couple and oh they dated from 1999 till 2002 cute anyway so not that long i wasn't even alive (laughs) no i was actually dead (laughs) yeah long time for me yeah um um but yeah this book is new talks a lot about jt um there is a claim of it or claim in there that he kind of pushed her toward getting an at-home abortion while they were together. Oh. Not okay. as bad as you thought. Not as bad as you thought. Okay. Oh, did you think that was going the whole, like, essay route? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nope, nope, nope. Okay. Um, so yeah. Me personally, I'd be like, I would be the one pushing for abortion. <laughs> you so were like, like, okay, babes, we'll do it. Do yeah. you have a staircase around? Do you just want to, like, we can go to the nearest alley, have them jump me. <laughs> Is there, like, an That's entire bottle of vulgar. ibuprofen in the next yeah. five miles? Mm-hmm. Literally. But, because, okay. So, like, I don't even think she would be that heartbreaking, broken about, like, the whole abortion scenario. It was more of a thing of, like, well, nobody can see that you're going to do that. So, we have to do it at home. Because if you come in and out of the hospital, it's going to be suspicious. Um, the Guardian said in the excerpt, Brittany, with no pain relief, is writhing on the floor. Timberlake proves to be the last person you'd call in a crisis. And then quoting from the book, At some point, he thought maybe music would help, so he got his guitar and <laughs> he lay there with me, strumming it. Oh, my writes, God. If I'm getting an at-home abortion and I'm sitting there writhing in pain... I would flip my shit even more. Like I, Literally. You, it wouldn't be soothing. You would see the angry side of me. Mm-hmm. There's no way in hell did you just pull out your guitar... As I'm writhing in pain. Baby, That's like me giving you birth. Lost your baby. And you're just like, we <laughs> soothe you with some music. No, I'm going to smash you with your guitar. We're going to have a fight. We're going to have a yeah, fight. Yeah, your guitar is not going to exist anymore. Oh, that takes so much nerve. You're going to be the one in the hospital, actually. <laughs> Literally. Um, she also wrote a lot about the conservatorship, which was 13 years of her life. Yeah. Mind you, I think she's only in her late 30s, um, which in my head she's older, but maybe I'm no, just a bad I'm person. No, I'm like 40. Am I making this up? Oh, she is 41. Okay, okay. Something said 30s. <laughs> Lies. Yeah, she's 41. <laughs> but, um, yeah, 13-year conservatorship. That took up, like, the entirety of her 30s, which is just awful. Um, her dad had her calories tracked heavily, telling her she was too fat no matter how she ate or exercised, while she was literally having a Vegas residency. So she was, like, dancing every day, all day. Which, um, do you remember that? iCarly episode where they like kind of riffed off of the Britney Spears situation where they had like that pop star who was kind of like run down and had like hairy pits and was like failing to dance and everything. Oh my gosh. You remember that now? That's like a very vague idea. Okay. Yeah. Um, let me, let me look this up. iCarly Britney Spears episode. But yeah. So 
they're making fun of that whole incident that happened because there was this whole thing um, where Britney was like so terribly run down. Okay, yes. I think I remember this. Yeah, this one time where Britney was so terribly run down that she was just not performing her best at all. Exactly. It is that. That is what they're referencing. So that was the iCarly episode, and that was the Britney thing. Um, And that's what I was going to start hitting. This ad is going to kill me. Can you (laughs) not? Can you not? Anyway, yeah. So it just kind of – I think it's interesting to say – Ooh, the mic. Um, to say, like, Britney spent so many years in the public eye being torn down for anything she did. Yeah. Um, is a lot of that just blatant sexism? Absolutely. But it's also interesting to note, like, she was in one of the worst phases of her life dealing with so much. And she was basically being held to the gunpoint. You're going to perform right now, by the way, so you can keep making money. Right, yeah. That she didn't even have access to. No. Because she was only in this conservatorship because she had her, like, children being threatened to take away from her. Yeah. You know, if she wasn't dealing with that. Which is just... The crap kids forgot they existed. I know. It's, like, it's real depression. Um, She talked a lot about her postpartum depression in it. Um, Every part of normal life had been stripped from me. Going out in public without becoming a headline. Making normal mistakes as a new mother of two babies. Feeling like I could trust the people around me. I had no freedom and yet also no security. At the time, I was also suffering, I now know, from postpartum or severe postpartum depression. I'll admit it. I thought that I couldn't live if things didn't get better. So you're, like, way in the public eye, one of the, probably the biggest yeah. star at the moment. Yeah. Um, you just had a kid or kids. Your family is trying to, like, shut you down, basically, in your own legality of your body and your life. And people are then hounding you down for every little thing they you do if you appear in public then oh she's looking fat if you're going nowhere then she's holed up and she's gonna be a has-been you know Mm -hmm. it's like okay wow she was she was really in the thick of it um she talked about a two-month solitary rehabilitation god Two-month solitary rehabilitation facility that she was thrown into. Um, The Guardian said she is locked up, put on lithium, subject to relentless testing and mandatory therapy, can't see her kids or dog, can't bathe or dress in private, or shut the door to her room, has set bed in waking times. For blood tests, the tech drawing my blood would be flanked by the nurse, a security guard, and my assistant. Brittany wrote, was I a cannibal? Was I a bank robber? Was I a wild animal? Why was I treated as though I were about to burn the place down and murder them all? That, like, reminds me of, like, what do these people think? Like, oh, she refused to do this. Two months of just, in like, consistent torture. And they're just like, yeah, that should fix it right up. Like, what goes through their mind? I really see it as a scenario of them thinking, this is a money-making machine. If we let her go loose, she might not continue to be profitable exactly she might just decide to i don't know go and be a mother and enjoy her children and live life with her dog and maybe make a couple instagram videos every once in a while there's no money for us anymore yeah yeah um so i think her dad held on to her like you know a printer gross thinking well the second she's gone is the second i don't have all that money because with that conservatorship he had her financials too, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's, it's really pretty awful. 
especially considering he was like an alcoholic. I want to say an abusive one. I I would. Yeah, he was like. Yeah, I would. Kind of the worst of the worst. So. Her her life was being thrown away by her. Speaking of, um, when she got back, her parents when she got back from the rehabilitation center, mm-hmm. her parents had thrown away her childhood things, including a binder full of her poetry. She said, I felt an overwhelming sadness. I thought of the pages I'd written through tears. I never wanted to publish them or anything like that, but they were important to me. And my family had thrown them in the trash just like they'd thrown me away. She resolves to start over with a new notebook. In that moment, I made peace with my family, she writes, by which I mean that I realized I never want to see them again. And I was at peace with that. Per. Um, it's yeah. not funny, but that makes me think of a moment in a drag race challenge <laughs> where... Um, it was okay. What was the line? They were in like a fake, like presidential candidate, like um, debate thing, mm-hmm. and they were like, "How can you make peace in this nation?" And pretending never exists. I'm just kidding. <laughs> literally. <laughs> well, and <laughs> um, this one queen goes, "I look over there, and I see Miss O'Hara, and I recognize that she's very ugly, and I'm at peace with that." <laughs> and it was just like. Um, sorry, it's not funny, but she's at peace with that. And I'm happy for Britney because like Damn like it is what it is. They put her through hell. They threw away her life. They she says somewhere in here that like they stripped her career of her um while still forcing her to run it into the ground by like putting her in scenarios where she could never possibly be okay. Um yeah, they took her career from her, they took her family from her, they took so many years of her life away from her she couldn't financially do anything because she didn't have control of her money she couldn't go anywhere she couldn't um she couldn't have relationships because every time she went on a date they had to go through like severe background testing and like surveys and all this stuff yeah like she had her life entirely stripped from her for 13 years i'd go insane literally did go insane yeah and now she's finally free and she's like i wouldn't know what the to do i was like yeah (laughs) You're still healing. You gotta heal. It's like coming from a completely different world and you're just thrown into another one. Mm-hmm. It's it's just really depressing. <laughs> Brittany! I mean, oh. You're good. <laughs> there, I will be thoroughly editing this one. Yeah. <laughs> just for you guys. Just for 90.3 care in you, Lincoln. <laughs> Ugh. Like, I don't know. I. I've only ever gotten one other, like, celebrity book, and I didn't actually read much of it. It was Jeanette McCurdy's I'm Glad My Mom Died. Because, like, I'm sorry, it was everywhere. I was reading the bits on TikTok. It sounded good. It did. Um, but I didn't make it much through it just because I don't think her writing style is for me. I feel like I can probably slam this book. Like, I feel like I can just... Even though it's not, like, small or anything. I am very much so a reader. Like, I want a whole library in my house mm-hmm. when I'm older. But my, the books I do read are very, very specific. Like, I need something in the book for me to be able to read it. Yeah. Like, I need some type of romance. Um, a lot of smut. A lot of smut. And then, but I also need, like, yeah, like a romance type of plot or fantasy. Okay, okay. So, like, autobiographies and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I don't think I could do. You don't? I don't think, I, uh, I would have to be really, really invested. For That's me to get fair. Into it. Because then I feel like I'm just forced to like read a book in a class and I'm just like because I'm forced to do it I'm like mm. I think I could I think I could get into it purely because 
like once I start and I put myself in the brain of like a pop star that I know bits and pieces about, but not the puzzle, you know, it's like once I start getting fed that info, I feel like I'm going to be like, hold up. I'm Britney Spears. Okay, cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, because that's what I do in my books. I'm like, I'm putting myself as that person. Exactly. I feel like it depends on, like, who's writing it. Like, if someone that I, like, looked up to, like, maybe Rihanna or Zendaya, if okay. either of them two did okay. it, immediately. Also, they're it. gorgeous. Yeah. Britney Spears is pretty. I'm not saying Britney Spears yeah. is not pretty. But I love my black Don't hands. catch me on that. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I don't... I want to get back into reading so bad, but I just don't have the time or energy. Like, I'm... Sometimes I have too much... Well, I make too much time to where I'm <laughs> reading and I'm not doing homework. Like, I will be like, mm, we should be doing homework, but I'm going to finish this book instead. Literally. No, I'm... I was always, like, uh, YA novel, either dystopian future or, oh, like, was... teens with superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally what I wrote. I mean, not wrote. Oh, my God. Read as my last book. And I was like... Mm-hmm. I love it. Oh my god, there's like some people will talk about like I was thinking about this book for like days after I read it and I didn't know what they meant because like I would think about it but, like, but I'm like, okay, it's over. This book? I almost cried thinking about it over again because like someone like someone died oh. and I was like, but you, oh, I can't, no, they're not going to know what book I'm talking about. But he <laughs> wasn't actually dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he wasn't actually dead when you I put found the thing out. with the power in your mouth but you don't <laughs> let it have the power. I was like, wow, why am I thinking about this book? Because like, it's a series. So now I know I have to buy the other ones. Oh. Like, I need it ASAP. But it wasn't even my book. I was loaning it from a friend. I'm like, girl. I have the entire Unwind series now, which was like my favorite book series ever. Um, Neil Sh- Schusterman books are like my ride or die. Mm. The Scythe series and the Unwind series, like the best books I've ever read. Um, and I have, I think I have the entire Scythe series and the entire Unwind series. I'm going to burp. <laughs> Yay. Okay. Um, and I want so badly to continue reading them. I just don't know when I'll find the time. Because I reread Unwind recently, but I haven't reread the last three of the series. So I could do that. And Scythe feels very much where I'm at in my life right now. When I tell you I could talk about books as if I'm in a book club, put me in a book club. Okay, but only with the books that I do read because if yeah. I haven't read the book, <laughs> yeah. Today we're reading Little Women. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I'm such a like, I love books, but I'm not like a literature book person. Like Pride and Prejudice, Jane Austen. Mm-mm. Haven't even picked her up. Haven't even thought about reading her. And I don't blame you for that much. I don't really want to. <laughs> hmm, I think sometimes I'm really I'm, in a Pride and Prejudice kind of mood. Sometimes I feel like I have to because like everyone's just like Pride and Prejudice. I'm like, I don't even know the plot of that book. No, because I'm like, if you tell me your favorite book is like, Catcher on the Rye or The Great Gatsby, we're throwing hands. Like, that just tells me you haven't read a book. If you, And if you really say, no, I read plenty, those are just the classics and the best for a reason, then I'm going to be staring at you with a glazed eye. We're two different wavelengths, babe. Mm-hmm. Not where you are. Nope. I like books that are about teen dystopians. <laughs> I, yeah, like, I'm just now getting into fantasy because I was just reading, like, pure romance and mm-hmm. just, like, like lovey-dovey. Not rom-coms because... Sometimes rom comes are too soft for me. I need somebody to be getting murdered in my book. Hey, <laughs> if you want somebody murdered, teen dystopian, and good romance, I'll hand you my Scythe series. Oh, okay, absolutely. let me go grab it from a mom. Yes. She's cute. She's cute. Yes. Oh. But yeah, 
I feel like, I don't know, I'm just not getting into dystopian, and I'm absolutely loving it, because starting the Shatter Me, I'm starting Caraval, I'm starting, like, all, like, I'm very much so, like... Shatter Me? Did I read that before? Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm only in the first book, and everyone's like, Aaron Warner, I'm like, guys, he's kind of right now. I think I might have read something called Shattered. Maybe. Because that... there's, like, a bunch of, like, Shattered, of, like, books that start with Shattered, or something Shattered. Yeah, I think I think I read something different. I don't know what it was. There were a lot of books like that. You remember like the Red Queen kind of era? <laughs> or weren't you reading that recently? That oh god. I was talking about sorry for spoilers if anyone reads that cuz they just said that someone dies but he doesn't die. I'm freaky AHA. They didn't hear whose name it is, but anyway, that's literally what I read. I was like, my aunt got me that book like 7 years ago. And you and were that's, like, that's when I was like, why would I need a book? So I like gave it away. And then I saw, like, everyone talking about it, like, a couple years later. I'm like, wait a minute. Guys. What do you mean it's good? What do you mean it's good? I just threw it away. And then I actually read it. I'm like, oh. Okay, yeah, it's good. So I had this book, and I just tossed it away knowing, like, without knowing how good it was. I'm the trash man. Yeah, so now I'm going to have to buy, rebuy that book and then buy the entire series. Dude. That's where most of my money goes, which is real. I mean, it's a healthy addiction, I think. Did you ever read the Cinder series? No. Okay, so <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of dystopian esque, but like the series is like basically Disney princesses, but grungy and fake. So it starts off with Cinder. Let me okay, Cinder book sum, uh, summary synopsis. I don't know. Um, yeah. So. She's a second-class citizen with a mysterious past, reviled by her stepmother and blamed for her stepsister's illness. But when her life becomes intertwined with the handsome Prince Kai's, she suddenly finds herself at the center of an intergalactic struggle and a forbidden attraction. Intergalactic. <laughs> yeah. No, the Lunar Chronicles. That's what... Oh. Um, it's all very... Wait, I think I might have... Do you recognize that. that cover? No? Okay. No. I mean... Also, kinda. she's, like, part bionic. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you lost me. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? No, she has like a robot I can armor elf like ears and like superpowers, but bionic. It's not like she's part robot. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think she like lost an arm and had to get it. You know, like like a prosthetic or something. Yeah. Well, kind of, but it's like because it's a little bit like future dystopian. -y, yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah. No, it's um Cinder, Scarlet, and then Crass. So Scarlet is like Little Red Riding Hood, and she's a baddie. I think she was my favorite character. Um, Cress is um Rapunzel. But Ooh. instead of like locked away in a tower, she's locked away in like that a... is my favorite princess. <laughs> yes, she's in like um this like kind of like space stationy like pod like stuck out floating in space. Oh wow! God yeah, damn. it's like a whole thing. Um, the last book was Winter, but that was awful. I thought you were talking about like the Never After series, where it's just like <gasps> like classic retellings. No. I was like, I was like oh, you know about those? <laughs> no. Cinder is interesting. <laughs> like. I don't know if it's objectively good or not. I Here, let me read this little thing that I found. Okay, if I can get it up. Okay. Um, humans and androids crowd the raucous streets of New Beijing. Also, yeah, future, so it's not just Beijing, it's New Beijing. A deadly plague ravages the population. From space, a ruthless lunar people watch, waiting to make their move. No one knows that Earth's fate hinges on one girl. Cinder, a gifted mechanic, is a cyborg. She's... <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> this sounds so dumb. 
Sounds okay. like something like a middle schooler would read. <laughs> well, I was in middle oh, school. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> no, literally, it was me going up to this like little southern lady librarian I had <laughs> being like, what's the next book I should read? I really like teen dystopians and random kids with superpowers. And she's, <laughs> she's like, like I've got this, the book for you. Have you heard of the McElvey series? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and then I become southern, too, obviously, because that's yeah. how it works. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, absolutely. That's how it works. <laughs> yeah. Cinder, a gifted mechanic, is a cyborg. She's a second-class citizen with a mysterious past, reviled by her stepmother and blamed for her stepsister's illness. When her life becomes intertwined... Oh, is this last part the part from before? Yeah, it is. Okay. Anyway, um, it was so funny. Like, the book series is... I thought it was good at the time. If I read... read, read if I reread it now, <laughs> um, probably wouldn't quite hit what it needs to. But, like... Yeah. I don't know. I think it's interesting to take something so like "Tale as old as time" and make it very um, beep boop beep boop. You know, like we're in New Beijing and I'm a cyborg. <laughs> also, I'm Cinderella. Like, wait. That's yeah. No, no wait a minute. Mm -mm. No Ugh. thanks. Also, when books are read in like third person, immediately throw it away. I can't. You can't. I can't. I can't be on the outside looking in. I need to be inside. I need to be inside the person. Oh, that sounded really bad. Damn. So sorry. Pause. Nyla. Pause. <laughs> Pause. No, I... Hmm. Wasn't the Harry Potter series third person? I don't know. I don't like Harry Potter. You never read Harry Potter? I don't like okay, Harry Potter. I'm not pro Harry Potter these days. Um, but <laughs> These days. <laughs> turfs. But um, I'm pretty sure Harry Potter was third person. And it's like the most popular series kind of like ever. Rowling utilizes third-person limited narration in the Harry Potter novels. Even though the narrator is not Harry, Harry is referred to as he. And we're allowed into his thoughts. Yeah, okay. So it's that kind of vibe where it's like... That's kind of how one of these books is I'm reading right now. And I'm like, I live for the parts where I'm in their thoughts. Mm -hmm. But it's the parts where I'm not. I'm like at the outside looking and I'm like, okay, but it doesn't hit as well. No, I understand exactly what you're saying. Because it's harder to make the movie. Yeah, like, I need to see, I need to feel what you're feeling. I need to see what you're seeing. And people that don't read, talk about, like, a, a, if you don't a, see a, a metaphorical picture, movie. If you don't see a picture in your mind while you're yeah. reading, you're not reading. Not a little movie. It's a metaphorical movie. It's the yeah. movie that's playing in your brain. Yeah. When the it words stop being words and it just starts oh, being, I like, a that film feeling. reel that you're turning oh, pages in, you know? Mm -hmm. Bonk. Um, books. I Maybe I need to start reading books. again. I, I mean, oh my god, I can talk about books for hours. Thanks, Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. As of today, today is, I believe, Thursday. Tomorrow is Friday. Well, actually, that means it's coming out at midnight. Um, Midnight? Anyway, sorry. Um, 1989, <laughs> Taylor's version. So, oh, okay. oh my god, this chair's gonna kill me. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like an obnoxious mouse. So, um... 1989, Taylor's version. Coming out at midnight tonight, a.k.a. Friday. Um, it's pretty exciting because this album's, like, one of the most critically acclaimed pop albums ever. Mm -hmm. You know, 1989, like, did it. I do love, like, a couple of those songs. Yeah. I'm like, ugh. I mean, have you seen that photo of, like, back in 2014 when she had that, like, little bob and she's wearing that, like, two-piece dress in, like, tube top scenario and she's holding, like, three or four Grammys in her arms like this? <laughs> Okay, the well, Bob, yes, but everything else, no. <laughs> Taylor, 1989, holding Grammys. It's just funny because it's like I see that picture all the time, and it's like she did the thing. The album 
went places. Um, okay, well, there's the photo, but it's not the wide shot where she has the dress, and I want you to see the dress because it's funny. Because <laughs> why are you wearing, like, a hot red with a hot pink? But whatever. I guess it was the time. Um, like, oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. Like, what's your name, B.O.B.? So they're calling you Bob, you know? <laughs> what a Bob, 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 Bob. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> How many photos are there of just Taylor holding Grammys? God, this girl is is just racked up. Oh, that sounds bad. Um, this girl has a lot of Grammys. <laughs> I'm not talking about Taylor's boobs, She's guys. Okay, I swear. Um, but yeah, it's exciting because like this album did really well critically, and it's a good album. Um, it's called like a pop bible, you know. Um, actually, what? yeah. Have you never heard that term, pop bible? No. Um, it's, I think it's probably like a stand Twitter term, but it's probably something people not. are saying a lot now where it's like, oh, this is like one of the best pop oh, albums you live, that like, okay. yeah. Or now like, it's clicking. yeah. Okay. okay. Um, it's often used for albums that like helped kind of grow the current understanding of what we consider to be pop. Um, and nobody ever talks about it. Have you heard of Robin? No. She's the original girl that sang Call Your Girlfriend or, um, sorry. You know the song? Call your girlfriend. Have you had the talk? No. Okay, you probably. <laughs> or no, dancing on my own. Yeah. I'm still dancing on my own. You yeah, probably know okay. the Callum Scott version. Yeah. AKA the worst version. <clears throat> Sorry. Oh, I don't okay. care if that one has like nine million views. And it's the only one I know, so like that's yeah. It's Robin's song that okay. released on okay. Body Talk. Her. Okay, I'm looking this up. Um, Body Talk, that album. Yeah. Is it 2011? I want to say. 2010. Whoa, so, old. yeah, Body Talk, <laughs> somebody listening that is older than us is like, you guys suck. <laughs> um, Body Talk is the seventh studio album um, by Swedish singer Robin, released on the 22nd of November 2010. Blah, 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 blah. Like, Body Talk by Robin sincerely, like, shaped pop music. Um, and I think that's the kind of the idea of a pop Bible. It's like something that, like, when you think pop, you think that. And 1989 does it. I mean, like, Shake It Off, Welcome to New York, um, Bad Blood. Okay, let me, 1989. I love Welcome to New York. Isn't I Know Places on that? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Blank Space, one of, like, the best ever songs. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Welcome to New York. Great. (laughs) New York. New York. (laughs) Most of the songs did really well. Um, Welcome to New York, Blank Space, Style, Out of the Woods. Um, all I had to do was stay didn't go as well, woods. but it's really good. Literally, Out of the Woods is so good, and that music video is so cool. Um, Shake It Off, I Wish You Would. Bad Blood, Wildest Dreams, How You Get the Girl Didn't Go As Far. Sure. This Love, Same As I Know Places. Um, clean! Clean is so good. <laughs> um, even the the deluxe tracks, Wonderland, You Are In Love, New Romantics. like New Romantics, everyone loves, yeah. The bulk of this song. The bulk of this song. This album? <laughs> Yeah, the whole this the whole song, song. <laughs> this like hour long song. No, the book of this album did so well. Mm-hmm. Like thinking about albums like this, um, melodrama. Like it's these kind of albums that made a big impact on pop. Um, I think of this moment of it's like a Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel or one of the Jimmy's <laughs> interview. One of the Jimmy's where um, they're sitting down with Taylor. And they're reading off, like, a really big review. And she's sitting there, like, giddy listening to this review. And one of the Jimmys is saying how it's, like, 
referencing something almost unprecedented. Um, Taylor goes somewhere where no one has gone before in pop, creating her own lane, something, something, something. Like, they gave her this, like, glowing review. Mm-hmm. And she's sitting there just like this. And they're like, do you, do you want me to stop? And she's like, no, keep going. <laughs> um, like, this album just did it. It, like, had the impact that it needed to. And now we're getting it again, but with new songs. Um, yeah. I want to say, how many vault tracks are there? Um, 1989, Taylor's version. Like, it's supposed to be pretty decent. Also, there's, I don't know if I can say the word or not. S-L-U-T, that word, um, is, there's a song that's titled That with an exclamation point. <laughs> so oh. I'm very curious as to what that's going to be. Is oh. that going to be like a angry pop song of like people That reminds me of B. Miller's Sweet Little Ooh. Unforgettable Thing. Yeah. That's what it reminds me of. So I'm like, is it that? Is it going to be like... I don't feel like it would have an exclamation part if it's going to be a ballad. Right, yeah. I feel like it's going to be more of an in-your-face, which I don't mind. Yeah. Um, there's Say Don't Go. Haven't heard of that. Um, wait, how does this... Oh, that's weird. <laughs> it organized them so weird on Google. Okay, but Suburban Legends, um, Say Don't Go... Sweeter Than Fiction is a previously released song, but it wasn't on an album because I think she released it like for a, um, for like a movie or something. Either that or she, I think it might be one of the songs that she like wrote and then gave to somebody else. Okay. I don't know. But um, now that we don't talk, is it over now with a question mark? S-L-U-T exclamation mark. <laughs> yeah, that's all of them. Okay. And I'm curious if these are going to be good or not. I guess I'll see it at midnight, but. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's just exciting because it's like this is. This is the pop star of the current moment, and she's still out here listening to music. A lot of it being old music currently, but <laughs> um, she's getting it back. She's saying, like, screw the music industry. I want my back. Um, and right, yeah. That's exciting to see. Because if she can set this precedent of, like, we can't let this industry, like, take away our intellectual property from us, I don't know. Hopefully that'll help the little man. Because, like... Do you remember um, the whole thing with her and Spotify back in the day? Okay, so there was this whole thing where um, Taylor said she was taking all her music off of Spotify, which made a huge thing out of it. Um, And people were like, people were under some stupid understanding that Taylor was just saying, well, I'm not making enough money, so I'm not going to put it here. And that's not what it was. What the point was, um, Spotify was paying um, their actual artists like, absolute fractions of what they should have been getting and her point was for smaller artists where all they have are these streams if you're not paying them anything they're never going to be able to go anywhere so the only people that can continue in this industry would be the big giants of taylor people that have already built themselves exactly so with her taking her music off that platform she was saying you guys have to fix this so we can help everyone she was like boycotting it until yeah she was taking a hit of her own cuts yeah to try to help out the future of the music industry as well as all of these smaller artists, which I think is noble, personally. I like mm-hmm. Taylor, but I'm not, like, gonna sit here and just make up stuff for her. I think that was, like, seriously really impactful. Yeah. Um, And it worked because they're paying better. I don't think streaming rates are great, but, you know. Yeah. Um, they're paying better. Her music's obviously been back on Spotify for however long. Um, and now she's changing the music industry once again. She said, fine, if you're gonna try to 
buy away my masters without any of my permission, Scooter Braun, um, then I'll make sure that they're worthless to you. I'll re-record this. I'll release old music. I'll Her. come out with new music videos. I'll make a whole thing out of it. Jeez. And then she did it. Yeah. And it worked. And it's going over pretty well for her. Yeah. I mean, after what was happening, like, right before Reputation, where, like, her reputation yeah. got absolutely slandered and people threw her down the metaphorical staircase. Um, yeah. <laughs> tumble, tumble, tumble. I'm thinking about that glee, uh, glee clip where, like, Sue pushes a random man down a staircase and tries to kill him. <laughs> um, very that, where it's, like, People tried to absolutely tear her down for pretty much nothing. And she came back stronger than ever. And she's still relevant. She's still number one. I love that for her. It's pretty impressive. Like, you don't have to love Taylor Swift, but you you can't say she's not kind of killing it. Like, damn. I don't know. I'm excited for tonight. Yeah, because I knew, like, none of that. Like, I assumed, like, the Taylor's version were for something. Like, she was recreating it for herself and, like, making everything her own. Mm-hmm. But I thought that's because, like, her producers just, like, didn't give her a say, like, of what exactly she wanted to do with the music. Okay. I mean, a little that bit. Makes, oh, yeah. Like, that makes more sense, though. There definitely is some changes. I mean, um, think about, did you ever listen to Girl at Home before and after Taylor's version? Nope. So, <laughs> Girl at Home off of Red um, initially was very, like, normal very um like country instrumental yeah just more so like typical old taylor um and then the new one that came out on um taylor's version is like very synth heavy very like poppy electric you know yeah and everyone that was listening to it because girl at home was kind of touted as like one of the bad taylor songs like one of the few that people were like this is not a good song um and then i remember watching like um album reaction videos of people just like going through and being like a oh, girl at home and then it starts <laughs> with like an opening like synth chord and they're like what that's not girl Whoa. at home who, who replaced girl at home who's this new number um it was like a whole thing so there definitely is moments like that because um i think taylor wanted to dive more into pop when she got into red and they weren't letting her do a whole lot of that she had a yeah. couple pop singles she had trouble which was really different for her at the time um, or I knew you were trouble. Should have been called trouble if you asked me, but whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think obviously the success of that let her get into 1989, where she said, "Sorry, I'm doing a full pop album. I don't care what you guys say." Because Big Machine, her old label, was like really strict on what she was supposed to be able to do. But yeah. um, I don't know. I think it's interesting. You're absolutely right. What I'm saying is, you are right. Yeah. Some of that definitely is her own production choices, her own decisions to rewrite stuff. Um, changing some old lyrics, like in um, the Speak Now song, Better Than Revenge, um, to feel more true to who she is today. Yeah. But a lot of it is just like, no, she had her intellectual property taken from her. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, legally not really, but, you know. Yeah. And she wants it back. So she remade it. And I think sure. that's pretty cool. Um, in a much less passionate vein, do you play video games at all? <laughs> Minecraft. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. That's about it. Did you ever play Mario as a kid? A little bit. Okay, so um, very much in the vein of, like, the Mario DS game and, like, Super Mario Bros. Wii, you know? Kind of, mm-hmm. like, very basic side-scrolling platformer. You're going in a level. You're jumping on everything, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah, yeah. So for the Nintendo Switch, they have a new one coming out called Super Mario Wonder. And it's like that, except for, like, wacky as all hell. So they introduced this, like, Wonder Flower or whatever, where um, 
when you like get it or whatever, it makes like some random aspect of the level just go nuts. So like one of like the metal tubes will become a giant worm that you're riding on, like that kind of thing. Um, they introduce like weird new power ups to where okay, <laughs> they introduce a new power up where you <laughs> you like become an elephant. Which is so funny because yeah, crazy with it. seeing Peach as an elephant <laughs> is really. <laughs> Everyone on TikTok is making jokes about how it looks like Mina from the Sing series, Tori <laughs> Kelly's elephant that sings, Happy birthday, dear grandpa. I'm dead. And it's so funny. Oh my God. They had this ad um, of like Bowser trying to like give Peach a bunch of flowers and like flying <laughs> over her. And then she gets the elephant power up and she goes like, boom, boom, boom. And she, like, inflates into this giant, like, elephant trunk. Yeah. And you can see he, like, waits there for a second. And then he pulls out, like, three bouquets. He's like, oh, he's yeah. Warned, but he's like, oh, damn, that's hot. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, Bowser, you dog. But <laughs> Sounds like Motomoto. I think Motomoto <laughs> likes you. I like yeah. him big. No, it's just, it looks so stupid, but in all the right ways. And that kind of excites me, because it's like, it's, it feels like a very classic gaming experience of, like, growing up, entry-level game. You can grab a couple friends or family members and chill there and, like, do your thing and then put it down when you're done. You yeah. don't have to think about it too much. Um, so I think it's good that it's that, but it's fun and it's fresh, you know? They're yeah. adding these new power-ups. They're adding these new elements to it. So, it, like, it looks fun. Because, um, like, me and my brothers would play Smash Bros. I never won, but, like, they would pick my ass. <laughs> Every time? It, it, it would be kind of fun. I would just end up being mad because they beat my but other than that yeah what you gonna do cry i don't know bigger, bigger than i am oh damn yeah <laughs> it when did it come out it came out the 20th so like i'd be like it came out last week yeah, it came out last yeah. Week for me <laughs> yeah um on the switch Right now, it has a 93 on Metacritic, which is, like, really good. Whoa. They call it a certified must-play, which, for such a, like, a... I don't want to say a basic game, but for such, like, an entry-level game that doesn't really have a whole lot of unique character to it besides, like, the gimmicks they're including, um, that's yeah. pretty impressive. Um, somebody... Oh, wait. Pretty good gimmicks, then. <laughs> yeah, evidently. <laughs> IGN Brazil called it... Um, the best the franchise has seen in terms of visuals with lots of new items, power-ups, enemies, and stages with depth that really transforms the player's experiences, be they familiar with the Mario games or not. The Wonder Flower's unpredictability makes the game always surprising and engaging, forging new paths and rhythms to keep gamers involved. My thought when reading that is I need to get filthy high and then we watch the play this. <laughs> like, have no clue what's going on and then just, like, start yelling at people as I'm, like, falling in a hole every time. Yeah. Yeah, um, it'd be a fun party game or, like, to put on chilling with friends, you know? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Um, or, like, you know, when drinking liquid, when drinking water, yeah. when getting very hydrated. Very, very hydrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they added way more characters than typically. Um, I think in most Mario games, you're either just playing as Mario or in, like, on Mario Wii, I think you had um, Mario Luigi... You couldn't play as Peach because she's being rescued then. Yeah. I think you had, like, two toads to pick from. <laughs> and now um, there's Mario, Luigi, Toad, Toadette, Princess Peach. My The fun one to me, Princess Daisy. I always play Daisy. I love Daisy. My favorite mm -hmm. lesbian. Um, and then Yoshi and, like, a bunch of colors. And this character called Nabbit, which is, like, this weird rabbit-looking dude in a ski mask because he's okay. he's a thief. So oh, okay. Nabbit, you know, like grab him. Yeah. He has like a sack on his shoulder. <laughs> he's funny looking. Anyway, 
So, I don't know. I don't want to buy it yet, but it looks kind of exciting. And the elephant power up, I'm that's that's really that's funny. Why are they elephants? Loop. Like what? I I think it I think it's probably like a big and bulkier kind of thing, you know? It can probably like break stuff easier. <laughs> well, yeah. That's my vibe. But they're like slower, which is funny. Um <laughs> The last thing I want to touch on is about the stupidest thing I want to touch on. So coming out tonight for us this Thursday is um the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. <laughs> okay. The only thing I know about Five Nights at Freddy's, keep in mind, I have two brothers. Okay. So, like, that's the only reason That's the only reason why I know about video games, anime, computers. That's all because of them, because they all talk really freaking loud. But, yeah, I would, like, they would play Five Nights at Freddy's, like, day in, day out. They were glued to their computer screens. So, like, everything about it. And there was this one song that I thought was really sad. It's about this, like, one girl that, like, can't find her... Oh, oh my God, I'm cussing so much. You're good. <laughs> but she can't find her son. Like, like it was oh, something yeah, about, yeah. like, I haven't seen my son in forever. I just want him back or something like that. I don't know. It's a very vague idea. But I used to love that song, <laughs> which was so bad. I think it was just because, like, the way it sounded sounded nice. You Not the lyrics. You listening to Five Nights at Freddy's music? <laughs> I feel like, I don't know. But, like, I used, I heard it once. Like, I heard it once off of their game or, like, their whatever they were doing. And you're like. And I was like. Kind of Who's like that, that artist? <laughs> What's the name of that song? <laughs> but yeah, that's like the only thing I have related to Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> have I ever played it? No. Do I want to watch the movie? No. But I watched a lot of game <laughs> theory back in the day. Oh, and oh my God, he time. milked Five Nights at Freddy's yeah. for all it was worth. Yeah. Um. So I know more about it than I would ever wish to know. I'm <laughs> not going to be a part yeah. of the jokes of it. I'm not going to go to it. But, like, I know a decent amount, so I'm curious how they're going to pull off this movie. Apparently, um, it's very similar to the game plot of it's, like, a security guard trying to survive their first night there, you know? But it's just, like, I'm sorry. If I think I'm going to die on a shift, then I'm probably going to, like, leave. Yeah. Perhaps get a new job. Like, I might be broke, but that doesn't help if I'm dead. Dead? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'm... I'm curious to see how this movie is actually going to do. Like, d- okay, since it's coming out soon. Oh, it might have started last night if it's Thursday. Yeah. Because um, what does Rotten Tomatoes say for it? Um, isn't like as soon as like it's the release date, movie theaters always do it a day before, or something. Like Someone like that actually. Yeah, because I was like, oh, it's released this day. Okay, but I see a movie theater like schedule for like the day before it's released i think it's the thing where it's like it would be at midnight but instead they started at like 8 p.m <laughs> yeah probably. so it's like oh you mean when people go and watch movies <laughs> yeah um do they have a score up yet okay wait <laughs> josh hutcherson why is josh hutcherson in this <gasps> oh okay who's josh hmm Wait, I okay. I promise, I probably know. I'm really bad at names. I need Hunger to Games. Pic- oh, just P-Dow. kidding. Yeah, okay. Yep. See, there you go. I, I just need a picture in my head. The hit 2000s, I think, um, movie Zathura. <laughs> Have you ever seen Ooh, Zathura? Or yes, or any of the Journey movies. Oh, I haven't Journey seen those. Middle of the Earth, Journey to the Mysterious Island. You have never seen those? I haven't watched a lot of movies. We're having movie night, and we're watching both of them. There's only two, but then that's t- the second one. Was like leading up to like Journey to the Moon, but they never actually made it, which I'm mad oh. about because I would have watched it. Period down. Yeah. But yeah, because we need to watch them. Yeah. 
Zathura, that's like a fever dream to me. It's so good oh too. I'm sorry. It's so good. Like I, that's like, it's just a fever dream. Like I remember watching when I was really, really young, and my brothers, and we would like be like in it. It's a little bit traumatizing. But yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But no, because I think it was like the one DVD like one of my friends had. So then whenever I came over, they would just put it on. So I watched it like three times, and it was like, this is pretty good. Yeah, it kind of ate. Yeah. Um, apparently this movie does not eat, though, because, um, it certainly, <laughs> it has a critic review right now of 29%, which is not that cute. We'll see what the audience score is, because there's yeah, times yeah. where, like, the critics are like, this is awful, and everybody that walks out of it's like, that was fun. Yeah. You know, because they're not overthinking it. Right, Um, yeah. but game movies are kind of, like, historically awful. The only one in recent memory I can think of that did well was the Super Mario Bros. movie. Oh, my brothers went to go see that. Yeah. People said good things about it. I mean, people are still singing the stupid Peaches song, so. I like, for some reason, me and cartoons, unless they're classics. Okay, okay. Me and cartoons, I can't get with. I need to see real people. I need a live action. I, okay. I don't really like TV TV, but that's because I don't like serious stuff. So. I love the drama. I love the serious stuff. It stresses me I out so bad. comedy. I know, I know. Freak. Everyone's like, why? I'm like, because to me, like, if it's in the comedy section, it just seems like forced comedy. It just seems like okay, idiotic stuff to me. That's me. But I'm just like, I barely tolerate people. Okay. <laughs> so when if you're, like, put in a movie and you're forced to be funny, I'm just like, okay, well, you're trying too hard. Well, I just spend all day watching every international season of Drag Race, so you're fine. <laughs> See, yeah, I don't know. I love a good reality TV. I mean, love the only thing TV. funnier than like gay men and women in wigs yelling at each <laughs> other is when they're British. And that's why <laughs> yeah. I'm watching Drag Race UK 5 right now because they're British. It's it's sincerely so hilarious to watch people with like thick northern accents like <laughs> yell at each other. Because the way that their slang is so different. Like, that's mad, bro. I'm like, mad? What do you mean mad? You look I, like I, a slag in that. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, you guys say that stuff? <laughs> you really walked mean? out. You really walked out like that, ma'am. Yeah. You look awful. It's like, oh, crazy. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's early days. Early <gasps> days. <laughs> Not I mean, that, that would make sense, but I'm just like, wow, you guys really just talk different. I'd happily make fun of British people for another 15 <laughs> minutes, but I do think it might be time for us to head out. So That's totally fine, yeah. Miss Nyla, I want to thank you so much for being here oh with God, me. Oh my God, I love this. I love just talking. Mm. Yeah. Do you have any Do you have any socials? Do you have anything you want to promote? No? no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like my Instagram, but I have like one post from when I turned 18 and I actually don't want to delete it. Mm-hmm. So no, no. Sounds I mean, perfect. you could if you want. It's Nyla two H's with the R at the end. Oh my god, wait, are there underscores under that? Guys, I don't, I'm not on, like, I don't talk to people. <laughs> well, if you want to find Nyla, um, look her up on the dark web. And I hope nothing <laughs> about me is on the dark web. Look her up web. in the black market. I'll have her parts there later. Um, <gasps> sorry, I got real dark real fast. Um, I'm thinking about, I'm going to murder my roommate. Um, and thank you so much for coming. Put me out of misery. It's fine. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>